From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. And we've got a guest today. We do. Another special guest in the studio today. He has been mentioned many, perhaps, times before. At least three. Okay, we'll put it up there. At least three times, Professor Patrick Files in the house. Hooray! Pe- <laughs> I'll put a clap in. Hold for applause. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the audience. Exactly. Um, being like, finally! We've finally! Been, we've been waiting so long <laughs> to hear P-File. The demand has been high for P-File, so he is finally here. And today we're going to talk about The Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah. a show that I am uh, not that familiar with. <laughs> That's but, great. But we thought we'd call in uh, Patrick because Patrick is a Simpsons fan. Is that correct? I am. I yeah. would say an expert. See, I, I've been thinking about this a little <laughs> bit since you asked me to come in. And I was like, gosh, like if asked to actually have some expertise, uh, uh, that I, I'm not sure that I would, especially given in, in the grand like landscape of- Of fandom. Yeah. No, 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 no. You no, can't, no. You so can't we tell should, me- I uh, make no claim. <laughs> like- you can't tell me, like, episode four of season 10? Right, no. And I actually feel probably more comfortable, like, calling myself an expert on, like, academic topics, like, you know, <laughs> media yeah. history and the First Amendment. Than you than, do calling yourself an expert on Which I've probably spent more of my life and maybe even time with The Simpsons and thinking about The Simpsons than I have, uh, you know, studying the things that I've studied. <laughs> that's, a, but, that's, that's a bold statement. But, yeah, wow. But the 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 fandom of the simpsons is so sort of fierce and and like i i just i would never call myself an expert yeah. so for those serious simpsons fans out there <laughs> you are going we, to be we, disappointed we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate the fact that fandom runs deep so beware, we have invited a casual onto the show today <laughs> wait, to discuss wait, the Finsips. Can, can, can we call you a casual expert? Casual right. expert. E, uh, <laughs> sure. Maybe maybe that's too much even. Here we are just bestowing names on Patrick Fox. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> bestowing anyway. titles. Um, yeah, so The Simpsons is not something that I really have seen that much of. I mean, like yeah. if it's on, I'll like passively watch it in the background, but... I don't think I've ever actively sat down and just been like, I'm going to watch an episode of The Simpsons. So you yeah. haven't, so you haven't like binge. So let's just do that. Why don't we start there? Why don't we start by going around? We'll say like, how did you get introduced to The Simpsons? What's your kind of general knowledge of The Simpsons? Okay. And then we can see where we've got clash or sort of overlap for some fruitful discussion. Yeah, Joey, so, why don't you? Why yeah, don't you so start? yeah, I, I mean, my cousin. Uh, the how I was introduced to it is my cousin Ella is really into The Simpsons, and so. Is Ella so real quick? Is Ella like older than you, the same uh, age? Or? Ella is like three months younger than I am, so okay. we're the same age. Um, and uh, she is a musician, and um, yeah, she liked it when she was young. And I think like, like I think her like her dad is like the cool uncle, right? Uncle John. He's he's. I mean, so is Uncle Rod. Hi, Uncle Rod. But <laughs> um, <laughs> shout um, out to Joey's family. Yeah, but uh, I, I think <laughs> but like all he, the uncles are cool. Yeah, all the uncles but are cool. But particularly Uncle John. But particularly <laughs> Uncle John. Um, and he, I think he like let uh, Ella like watch The Simpsons a little bit younger than my parents would have let me watch The Simpsons, and so mm-hmm. like they were always like, oh, like that's a little bit crass, like you know, an eight year old maybe like you're a little too young to be watching that right now. But Ella could watch it. And so she really liked it. And so I think maybe because my parents were kind of like, oh, it's crass. Like, even when I grew up, I was like, nah, it's just not something I'm going to like look after. Like, I'm just going to watch Star Wars again or something. Okay. And so she she introduced it to me when I was probably about, like, I don't know, eight or nine. So what year are we talking there? Uh, that would be, like, 2002 or three. Okay, so post-2000. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I remember she had the Simpsons Hit and Run video game for the GameCube. Um, and that was kind of, I was actually, my, I think that was like, I think I watched an episode of the Simpsons and then I, we played that a lot when I went to visit them. Um, and other than that, yeah, I, I think I've seen the Simpsons movie. Um, the like under, like the under the dome movie. Right. Yeah. Um, I have seen that. Uh, don't remember that well. I remember spider pig. Uh, the only episode that really stands out to me that I remember is the April Fool's episode. And it's only because I recently like happened to just watch it. I think that's why it sticks out to me. But it's where Bart shakes up the Duff beer enough to where like it explodes. Yes. Uh, where he yells like April Fool. Yeah. <laughs> and, like the, the massive, house just explodes. Yeah, massive explosion. Oh. And that's like really the only episode outside of the movie that stands out to me that like I could pinpoint and tell you about. There's okay. some good like Bart prank scenes. Yeah. That, that immediately reminded of him with the the megaphones. And he like they're they're see this is this is the kind of fan that I am so like I can yeah. sort of go on oh yeah and tell us about all the pranks be, well or just like from there I will recount an entire episode but but yeah that's one of my probably favorite moments is where he they're they're doing a tour of the police station and he kind of peels off the tour into this room that has like all these law enforcement implements and things and he takes a, a single megaphone and sort of you know turns it on and goes testing and it's sort of like oh, oh no. and then he <laughs> and he just takes like 10 of them and then sets them out you know up to a window and and just like <laughs> he turns it on or turns them all on a fly goes by the microphone and the whole thing like sort of shakes a little bit <laughs> and then he just says testing into it and it like it, it basically has the effect of a nuclear explosion <laughs> so you can see this like shock wave going across the city and car alarms going off and that's hilarious and it's just a yeah anyway uh how i got into the simpsons yeah, i yeah. you know it's actually a remarkably similar story to joey's just you know flashback probably you know uh 10 years which is that um what drew me to it i think to a certain extent initially was that it was something that my parents were like, yeah, you know, we've heard some not good things about it. I didn't grow up in a, in a highly conservative or particularly religious household, um, but it was, you know, one where we were limited in the amount of MTV that we could watch. We were limited uh, on yeah. some of the kind of more crass types of TV shows and those kinds of things. And I think The Simpsons fell into that category, which is really interesting to me looking now because all the things that came after it, Family Guy. Um, South Park. South Park. Yeah. Much, much further down that line that, you know, kind of down that line that was initially laid out by the Simpsons, I think. And so, um, but that was at the time that was kind of, you know, the, the, uh, sort of edgy and crass kind of programming that we weren't really allowed to watch. So of course, what did I want to do, but watch the, Simpsons. watch the Simpsons. And so I was, I think drawn to it a little bit by that, um, by that, uh, reputation, I think. And then, you know, had a couple of other friends, um, and, and that, that sort of just, it was just, you know, hit the right kind of dorky, uh, pop culture and sort of cultural reference, uh, types of humor that I just really have always liked and kind of thought was funny then and think is funny now. And the sort of social satire, uh, element of things you know I couldn't you know can't believe they said that about this person who's an actual real life person and you know got away with it and that kind of stuff which is all you know I mean you can tap into some of the things that I like about the first amendment too right where it's <laughs> sort of like okay so mm -hmm. I I can see why this person would yeah uh, like would like that show and then you know as you, as you go forward you end up like with any kind of fandom right you you end up seeking out other people who when were you like oh I really like like you're like realizing you're like a big fan of Simpsons. well honestly I, I want to say that it was you know it wasn't I, you know friends and I shared it in high school that we were like you know mutual 
sort of watchers of it and appreciators of it. But it wasn't like, I mean, I know some people who would get together every Sunday night in high school with a bunch of their friends and watch, you know, new episodes every time it came out Mm -hmm. as like a a tradition. Uh, My brother-in-law is is actually. Um, But uh, I think it was in college where it became a routine because I had some, you know, good friends in college who we would sit, we'd all get together and, and, and watch the new episodes when they came out. Usually I think what they do is they'd run an old episode at like six thirty, and then yeah. a new one at seven yeah, uh, or something like that. A thing that I associate with it, I've, all the shows that have, co- that have traditionally followed the Simpsons, uh, Malcolm in the Middle, uh, is the one that stands out in my mind. Yep. Uh, there's there are a couple. Well, Family Guy, um, a couple of others that like I in, sort of instinctively disliked those shows because they came on right after The Simpsons. Their style of humor was sort of somewhat Simpson-esque, but never to me like rose to the level of being as funny or good. See, Mal- I, Malcolm I loved the, Malcolm in the Malcolm Middle. Malcolm in the Middle, it's a good show, but I never really gave it a chance because it yeah, came yeah. on at 7.30 on Sunday nights on Fox, and I was like, you know, click. Yeah. Like I just, you know, nothing could sort of measure up to The Simpsons in my mind, and I realized sort of that's immature and silly, but but that was kind of the case for me for a lot oh, of Oh, yeah. I'm also having this, uh, did the X-Files, when it was originally released, like air at like 8 p.m.? I feel like it was- no, Idea. Slow, <laughs> no, slow I, idea. I think you're right. I think you're but, right. But you know, you I'm had like sure. a, a block of comedy, and then like at eight, it would kind of switch over to X Files, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and similar to uh, actually both of you. So I same thing in my household. Although my mother was not particularly fond of The Simpsons and the kind of crude, crass humor. The other one was Married with Children. Yes. Okay. As well, mm-hmm. because both of them featured kind of beer drinking, burping, farting father figures <laughs> yeah. that were running over, like basically getting in all sorts of uh, you know trouble with somewhat dysfunctional families yes. to a certain degree. But the thing I remember remember about The Simpsons also is that like I particularly in middle school, right? Uh, like Bart was kind of a character who was cool and rebellious and like mischievous and would get into like small, seemingly not that serious of trouble, kind of like leave it to Beaver, like back right, in yeah. the, you know, updated Den- that way. Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Yeah. yeah more kind of Dennis the Menace-esque. Um, but it was, it was just cool. And, and like, I don't remember, at least in middle school, I mean, as we went on in high school, sure, I th- feel like people kind of uh, uh, you know, started to find their own little corners of pop culture that they enjoyed. But The Simpsons seemed to be somewhat universally appreciated. Yeah. I mean, would you also say the same I thing? think so, yeah. And I mean, I think part of that has to do with some of the, you know, with the characters a characters, little bit, right? Yeah. That like if you were, you know, uh, a... If you were a, a you know, in a middle schooler when, when, you know, you certainly could identify with some of the stuff that, like, between Bart and Lisa, there was a lot yeah. for you to kind of embrace... As as a as a kid, mm-hmm. um, but then a lot of the sort of you know deeper social satire sort of stuff. I I would I'd be surprised that there were a lot of people out there that were like, oh, I really identify with with Homer and Marge. <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Maybe maybe Marge to a right certain to degree. a certain extent, but and and even Homer for that matter. Yeah. But but I think that the point being that people kind of you know maybe I could take or leave some of the sort of humor surrounding their relationship until I got a little older. Um, but it was something that o- older people could kind of appreciate. And so I think you're right that it was probably something that, you know, I mean, it might be giving it too much credit. It's like, oh, there was something for everyone, you know. But in the same way that I, this is kind of a reach, but like Disney movies, th- they have to put some stuff in there. That, for the adults. That the, yeah, the grownups are going to find funny, yeah. you know, uh, that or else it, it's, you know, people won't take their kids to see the stuff. And yeah. so, you know, to a certain extent, I think there's, you know, yeah. 
So Joey, when you were watching, so you watched uh, early 2000s, have you have you heard about, because Patrick and I roughly kind of got introduced to The Simpsons in the same era. We were definitely yeah. like 90s Simpsons kids, Yeah, right? Have you heard anything about kind of pre-2000 Simpsons versus so modern I, that, that Simpsons? That is something that I was going to say is that I do know that there are like eras of Simpsons. I think people usually attribute it to the writers of the time. Right there's yeah. like oh there's the Conan O'Brien era there's the era right. of I, this, he's the only one that I actually know that's like a prominent writer but there's these eras of the Simpsons and they've kind of gone they've it's ebbed and flowed but I know like like the first like five seasons or something are renowned right like they're just they're supposed to be really good and then I heard it kind of drops off and then it gets better again and I I don't know where it's at now but it's what what season is it on like twenty five I think yeah well 24. it might even be more than that yeah. right because well, I feel like didn't they have their twenty fifth anniversary. Because it was like ninety, it was like eighty nine yeah. or something. The yeah. first episode, like, yes. I mean, we're probably getting closer to thirty. Getting closer to thirty because I feel like they're on the twenty yeah. seventh season. Twenty nine. Twenty ninth, yeah. So yeah. the thirtieth season is going to be coming out. Yeah, because yeah. it was twenty fifth when they did the movie, right? Or no, that oh does could that be make sense? well. No, four years ago uh, doesn't make sense. That doesn't no, make sense. No, because no, no. no. the movie came out in two thousand seven. Yeah, seven twenty seven, two thousand seven, which was incidentally. My 27th birthday. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, that that was like some serious fandom, but then you're like, because it was my birthday. Yeah, so I went to <laughs> like, see the right. movie yeah. at the Temple Theater. I was going uh, to bump Island. you up from casual expert <laughs> <laughs> to, to almost casual. Moderate? Moderate. Yeah, Moderate. business casual. <laughs> <laughs> business casual expert. The business casual expert. I like it. That's the name of my memoir. Um. Yeah. Well, and, and that's my understanding too. And, and particularly, uh, once DVDs started to be released, and you could go back then and start binge watching Simpsons. Right. I remember going back to revisit some of those those seasons, and it's like the first two seasons are kind of like Simpsons are still kind of feeling out their territory. Mm -hmm. But then, like, yes, like season three to five or six or seven ish. Oh yeah, a little little beyond that, I'd say. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah. that's widely regarded, at least among. Some of like our generation as being like the glory days of yeah. Simpsons. Days, yeah. yeah, I certainly. I mean, you, so w you were talking about um, how you don't really watch new episodes or you haven't yeah, sat down and no. watched The Simpsons in a long time. Um, and I can say, yeah, I mean, for myself, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I haven't seen a new episode when it came out for quite some time. Uh, but the uh, what I what I have been doing a little bit more recently now is uh, on. Uh, cable. I think I was saying this earlier. I should have looked this up, but I, it's. I think it's the FX network. If not, mm -hmm. there's no FXX, right? I don't know. I haven't had cable <laughs> for so long. Yeah, I, mean, I so, also don't. And I've got them mixed yeah. up. So there you go. But at, at any rate, they, you know, so that that networks. One of their big things was like we're going to air. You know, they, this was the network that did. You know, the sort of every Simpsons episode ever on weeknights. From I think seven thirty till uh, till eleven or something like that, they run just back to back Simpsons, okay. um, and there are definitely like I'll tune in, and you know depending on where in the run, you know which season we're dealing with here, yeah. definitely will help me decide like what whether I'm going to watch or not. Sure, um, and you can tell of course by the opening credits like whether we're sort of older. You know, older Simpsons or newer Simpsons, and the newer it is, the less likely I am to watch. Generally speaking, there's some exceptions to that, mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, yeah, I've, I've, and and I think I see it as sort of maybe seasons three through maybe nine yeah. or so as as kind of the glory years. Uh, yeah. There is a sort of I think among the fans like a generally accepted like this this is the golden era, mm -hmm. um, and and people you know 
it's one of those great things that people love to fight about is is you know what exactly where the the beginning and the end of the good the good years are and i don't really you know get into that <laughs> too yeah. much well but. something something that you brought up that is like something that i i really appreciate about it, the simpsons is well one i i find that it's really prolific even today like a lot of my friends yeah. love the simpsons and it's just something that i didn't grow up with but my a lot of my friends grew up with the simpsons as well right and are really into them but also the one thing that I've always like really, really, really appreciated about it is the inch, the, the beginning of every episode. Yeah. Like it's so like detailed, and they they can get really like esoteric and pretty crazy. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and like to come up with, I mean, how many episodes are in one season? Like twenty five episodes in a season. Uh gosh. I don't know about don't a know. Simpsons season. Actually, yeah. that's a good question. But I, I mean, twenty five could be. It's it like could thousands be... of episodes. There's thousands yeah. of intros. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, so they, I mean, they, and there's there's the whole cult of the couch gag thing where people can tell what mm-hmm. season it is or what episode yeah. it's likely to be within that season based on the couch gag or based on what Bart writes on the chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's an internet culture around this too, right? I mean, and and what's interesting about it, of course, is that you know the rise of the popularity of the show goes along mostly with like chat rooms and message boards and all this sort of stuff where so in the same way that you know other you know things that were became popular in certain ways during this time i think of like jam bands like fish you know a lot of the people (laughs) who were into fish were also into cataloging and discussing their music and their shows and their playlists online because those were the same people. And I think similarly with The Simpsons, right? The kind of nerd geek humor uh, that was, you know, I mean, it is it is fairly highbrow humor mm-hmm. overall that a lot of these folks were also online. And so they would, you know, do the, the you know, episode recaps and, you know, kind of do like what was the couch gag? What was the chalkboard gag? Um, and sort of catalog. What were the references? Yeah, exactly. Like the, what do they allude to here? Right. So this... you can then later people can go and look all this stuff up when they want to know, you know. And that's it's funny because you do kind of I, I have mentally cataloged some of these things. What will happen is somebody will say a line, you know, it, it, sort of because it has some you know relevance to something that's happening, which is kind of how I experience The Simpsons now. I mean, you know, my girlfriend and I are both avid big Simpsons fans and so we'll just quote lines back to each other you know and it it often starts with some some sort of relevance you know like I'll make some complaint about students you know these days and you know we'll reference that line it's it's where um and I think it's the episode where the PTA disbands or the the um uh, I can't remember what happens exactly in the school but you know uh they're in uh, uh 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 Principal Skinner and uh Mrs. Krabappel are in the crowded uh in the crowded uh, uh, cafeteria, and it's noisy, and then there and and Krabappel and Skinner are having this sort of argument about the students and their and their you know whether they're doing well in school, and just as it gets quiet, Skinner shouts, uh, "Oh, Edna, you and I both know these students have no future," <laughs> and all the students turn and look at him, and he says, "Prove me wrong, kids, prove me wrong," and so like and so you know. Uh, uh, Carolyn will will say, you know, my, my girlfriend will say something to the effect of "Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong." When <laughs> when you know I'm complaining, and you know, and so you kind of riff on the show, and I. So what I'm saying is that you sort of catalog some of these things, and I can often kind of then just, te- you know, I I could tell you what the rest what happens in the rest of the episode almost line by line once I get started, um, mm. and it's always I it's always it's it, it I don't know it's always said some interesting things to me about how I learn. And how my brain processes things, because there are much more important things that I've learned, say, <laughs> you know, in pursuing a PhD 
that it's harder for me to kind of recall just like that yeah. um, than Simpsons episodes. Why, 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 why do you think that it grabbed Patrick and didn't grab you, Ben? Like, why, what do you think it is about you that you, you weren't as grabbed as Patrick? Well, to be clear, like, I, I, I just think that it has grabbed, this is going to be awkwardly phrased, but uh, <laughs> it has grabbed Patrick maybe longer. It had a, a, a longer hold on Patrick than it did for me, you know? Because I got to a point where it was almost just like mute, like new music. You know what I mean? Like I would con- I continued to go back at some point and I it's probably like in my 20s somewhere, you know, um where I just said, "All right, I will just go back and rewatch the glory years of the Simpsons and really get to know the monorail episode and uh, you know, I call the big one bitey and uh all these all these like stampy and you know, all these kind of earlier episodes. I remember uh, specifically once the the Simpsons box sets came out that I I had acquired like no, I didn't acquire these things, but um a friend had them and I just like watched, you know, I binge watched right. The Simpsons and I just never I just stopped watching the new stuff. So occasionally I would pick up an episode um and you know, enjoy it and it was fine, but I was like, eh, you know, it just didn't have the same kind of effect on me. Well, and yeah. this is a little bit of a tangent, but I've I've realized that the same way that you kind of don't didn't seek out new episodes of The Simpsons, there there comes a point in everyone's life where they kind of stop seeking out new music, I find. And I feel like I'm hitting that point, and I feel like I'm too young to hit that point. I'm like, it kind of weirds me out. Well, but actually, technically you're not because you've just graduated college, Yeah, Joey. it's true. This is typically when it happens. It's yeah. true, you know? but like, it's weird. I... Capital letters, when it happens. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Welcome I... to real life, oh, Joey. No. Oh, no. Letters, real life. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, I I mean I reject a little bit of that um, that you just stop. I just like, seeking I, I, out. I recently think it does, I feel like I haven't does, been seeking it out. I mean I think that 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 works to a certain extent as an explanation for how people consume uh, popular culture um, in the form of new music or television or movies or some of those kinds of things because you you hit a point you know in your life where other things sort of are more important or you're just kind of making time for other things in different ways. Well, and I still the thing yeah. is like I still listen to music like pretty regularly but it's like well yeah. i'm gonna listen to stuff that i know i like instead of like giving this new stuff a chance yeah there's and then i think there's a lot of lot of that that ha- that does happen as you grow and mature you're sort of like and and the the funny thing about it to me is that maybe it is you know people kind of for the most part that that might be a shared experience but the way that people talk about it is very different right because you've got people who are very curmudgeonly about it like well the reason that i don't listen to new music is because all the new music is terrible they stop making good music just so happens you know approximately the year that i turned 25 years old (laughs) and and so um but then you also have people who are a little bit more like well i just don't really have time for it or you know it just doesn't interest me or or or, are very kind of realistic about it we're like well you know there was a time in my life when i was you know, when, when music spoke to me because of all the emotions and, and all the things that it sort of all the interesting things that it tied, you know, tied me to and tied to me at that time. And that doesn't happen anymore or that happens in a different way. Do you um, find that you do that with The Simpsons, too? Um, I, I it's it's a tough question because, I, you know, I don't. Because, like, there are bands, like, I won't listen to anymore because, like, I just relate that to, like, an ex-girlfriend or something. Are there, like, episodes of Seasons of the Simpsons where, like, I can't watch season seven because... That's not fair to the band. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not fair. (laughs) Well, and and actually, to a certain extent, that's, that's maybe why I'm pausing a little bit because, you know, like, as a franchise... 
I don't I, I'm not willing to say that like if I sat down this Sunday and watched a new Simpsons episode if it came out and I don't know if we're in the midst of, of a new season right now or not we are episode 21 um, oh, well so there you go if I sat down he and, looked that up and, again. I did, I he did does earlier. this all the time on the podcast yeah. well, like, I, I know nothing of this topic let me just google it <laughs> well uh, I, I mean I will say <laughs> or let we, me you, just have googled I, it I told you I was googling the season you earlier did, you did yeah. Yeah, so. we asked so, you to look up so <laughs> I mean uh, the thing is I don't want to rule out the possibility that I might sit down at 7pm this Sunday night and watch the new episode Episode and find it gratifying and hilarious and and all the things that I've always found The Simpsons to be. Um, but the fact of the matter is that I mean I probably haven't regularly sat down and watched that show as new episodes come out in twelve years. Um, mm. I mean uh, maybe I think probably at some point during grad school I have all this weird interruption of stuff that you know pop culture that happened in my life where I lived in lived overseas for two years. And so everything was happening in weird ways, oh, you know, yeah. like even if I maybe if I had been living in the States at the time, I would have been watching The Simpsons. You can bet, though, that uh, American Forces Network, which is this amazing thing that you can see worldwide anywhere, basically, that there's a, an American uh, military base, which there are plenty of in South Korea. And so I would get that over over my cable subscription. Uh, they show. Uh, the Simpsons on Sunday nights at seven o'clock. It was a really interesting day. I mean, not to get too far off on a tangent, but but AFN is a really interesting network because what they do is they compile shows from all the different networks. Yeah. And so what was interesting is like I would watch, you know, where where you know Letterman and Leno were on at the same time. If you were watching in the states, you could they they had Letterman on and then or excuse me, they had Leno on and then Letterman. Interesting. You know, NBC and ABC or whatever it was. Um, and just cut out Conan. <laughs> well, you know, I think Conan might have been on after that, actually. Oh, really? Maybe, but yeah, because really? I remember watching. Full block. Yeah. But yeah, but so, you know, it was the where shows compete with each other on, you know, regular network television stateside. You watch them on AFN and you can sort of watch it all anytime. Sorry. That's okay. But Joey, let me ask you this question. So since you have already said that you're not super into The Simpsons, have you, I mean, what about like, famous episodes do your friends talk about like oh man this episode if you watch one you got to see this do you get any of that um every once in a while i get one it, it's not it's common just because when people talk about the simpsons i kind of just tend to be like oh, okay this is something that i'm they're... gonna go over here and yeah do something else. this is something that they're gonna talk about that i have nothing to contribute um but there are definitely ones like the there is one that was brought up a couple weeks ago from some friends um that was when, uh, like, Stalin, like, is reanimated. Yes. <laughs> he gets, like, reanimated. What is, what is it that precipitates that happen? I don't, I don't I, remember I what. Don't remember. I think it was, it, I think it came from a discussion that it was after taking your class, Ben. Oh, yeah? I think we were talking okay. about, like, Marxism or something. Oh, okay. And then, like, we had a lecture on Marxism or something. I also then, lectured about The Simpsons. You did also lecture. Yeah. There you go. A little bit. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, I know what scene you're talking about. But yeah, he like he comes out of like his grave and he says something. He's like, "Must destroy capitalism." <laughs> yeah, he's he's um, well, of course, and as is actually the case, you can you can go to Red Square and go to the to see the mausoleum yeah. and see. You can see Stalin. Lenin. Uh, 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 oh no, it's Lenin. Yeah, Lenin. It's, it's Lenin. Lenin. I'm sorry. I'm and, sorry. And yeah. he's yeah, he's in a glass case, and so the the in the scene I would love to see in the yeah. scene he just punches his fist <laughs> yeah, yeah through the glass case and then sits up and glass flies everywhere. And then yeah, must destroy <laughs> capitalism. Destroy He's like this reanimated. And I think like tanks just start like rolling in behind him and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, nice. I'm reminded in that that sort of went that that kind of like zombie esque. Yeah. Uh, I'm reminded. I saw an episode a couple uh, a few days ago. Um, that it's crusty. They're uh, crusty. Uh, the clown is is getting. 
Um, I, basically, it's one of probably several times where it's like his show isn't working anymore, you know, and it's outdated. So they're trying to update it. And he's got all these uh, these um, um, uh, corporate uh, uh, sort yes. of PR people yeah. breathing down his neck, trying to update the show and make it better. And he finally I can't there's a there's a something's about to explode. There's a bomb or something. Uh he op- you know, throws open a door to kind of save everyone and looks in the room and it's all these, you know, corporate people from the network and he's you know, shrugs and he throws the bomb in and the bomb explodes. And then they're they're sort of but they, they the the two people who have been the characters who can't kind of keep making these comments about like, we have notes, we have notes, you know, I mean do this, do, you know, we feel like this is not playing real well with, you know, kids in Dallas. So have you thought about, you know, wearing a, a cowboy hat in some of your scenes or whatever? And he's just like, This is completely out of out of control they sort of like terminator like just kind of recongeal into these like reanimated robots and they, <laughs> nice. and they come after him and they say um they say we have notes have you thought about dave Chappelle? destroy destroy which is great because i mean that's like it, it's maybe 2000 2001 or something like that's probably peak Chappelle show well but it might have no? even been before Chappelle show um could like have been. Pr- like kind of when he was sort yeah, of stand up and and kind of in the early days of his career but i just <laughs> have you thought about dave Chappelle? Nice. destroy destroy nice you know what you know what stands out in the simpsons the most like not stands out but like is my greatest uh, like memory of the simpsons is something that doesn't isn't really the simpsons i mean it is the simpsons but um it's the play mr burns yes have you ever seen the play mr burns i've not seen the play it's really good i yeah. i heard a podcast episode Oh, how meta! Yeah, um, or yeah, and and what's really strange is I do not remember what I was listening to, but I heard about it. It was one of these things that sometimes I listen to things, you know, like your show, to fall asleep at night. Um, and <laughs> oh, that's no, that's nicely not, played. That's not special true. guest. <laughs> that's not no, true at all. But I, I do listen to podcasts uh, sometimes at night when I when I'm trying to fall asleep. And I think this was something that was on when I was trying to fall asleep. And I'd actually never really heard about it. So. Hmm. I, uh, I, so, yeah. I've seen the play. It's really good. Um, and it. So what's it about? What is Mr. Burns? So Mr. Is about... Burns is about the Mr. Simpsons. Burns? It's about the oh, Simpsons. Okay. Kind of. It's about. I mean, it's a dark play. It, it's the Simpsons characters are not in it really. It's in four acts, and each act is another like year after the apocalypse. So the apocalypse has happened. They're not really sure what happened, but these people are like living in the forest. And they find a a, a a Simpsons like episode, like a like a VHS of The Simpsons, and they watch it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is like from like, like I remember like watching this like back in the day before the apocalypse right. happened." And then it like cuts forward a couple of years, and they're showing their kids, and their kids are like, "The Simpsons were people in the past. These are th- these like these are the people that happened." And then it cuts forward a little oh. bit further, and like it's become a religion. Like the Simpsons are like yeah. heralded as gods, and like it cuts again, and like. Like yeah, Mr. Burns, I believe it's been a while since I saw the play, but it was it was a really good play. I saw it at UC Davis. Um, David, if you're listening, uh, you did a great job at lighting that show. <laughs> nice, nice light. I like the shout out for the lighting. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> yeah, that's like... we're all about technicians. Yeah, here. we oh, really yeah. are. Yeah. And, Technical. Uh, um, but yeah, he the the, it, it, the end of it is um, these people are like priests in this church in the like the future after the apocalypse, and I think one of them is Ren and one of them is Stimpy. <laughs> And like they get in like this crazy sword fight, and like one of them like kills the other one, <laughs> and like it kind of it just Ren and Stimpy as priests. It's man, not Ren and Stimpy. No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, oh, uh, itchy, itchy and scratchy. scratchy. Itchy and scratchy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, itchy and scratchy. And and so it kind of I think it what it shows 
and exemplifies really well is like the Simpsons is like kind of this cultural phenomenon and right. like if people like look back on like this time and you know like society has been destroyed like they'll see the Simpsons and they'll be like what is this like this heralded this thing? thing and, and yeah. I don't know that's it really made me appreciate the Simpsons a lot more actually and I kind of after I saw it I did I remember I went home and I did kind of like do some research on the Simpsons and stuff and that was the last mm-hmm. time I ever was drawn by the Simpsons in any capacity it's also like bizarro social it's a satire really good futurism that that is in the mode of the simpsons yeah too. so it's it has I many levels recommend. of meta yeah, yeah. I, what, I, and it reminds me a little bit of a kind of a question that that ben almost asked um and and that i that i'm curious about uh I, this isn't like this is somewhat turning into an interrogation of joey That's which right. i love <laughs> um but I, i've got a feeling that a lot of these episodes just turn into an interrogation of joey uh, or arguments like, explain your taste yeah. um <laughs> What are the kids into? <laughs> there are no right answers. <laughs> Joey, um, why are you wrong? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, but... Um, How long have you known you were wrong? Are, are, there, are, there, um, are there, like, lines or episodes or things, like, you know, that are sort of part of the culture to the extent that you're not even sure that you've seen the episode that it, you know, comes from? But, like, because I can think of certainly some I'm some sh- lines that I feel like you don't, you know what I mean? Like, people will kind mm-hmm. of toss out there sometimes... Often Ralph Wiggum lines. Oh man, that oh, man. just are just sort of you know these kind of you know extemporaneous sort of you know the only the only line that really like stands out to me that like I hear a lot and I'm like that's the Simpsons line and I don't know if it's like regularly used in most circles but like my friends use it and I think it's really funny which is when um, the neighbor um, um, Ned Flanders Ned Flanders. Flanders when he when he when his son he, his son says something to him and then he t- turns to his son and he goes well. Uh, I wish you didn't have the devil's curly hair, but here we are. <laughs> and like that's like one of the only like lines that I know is right. like from The Simpsons, and right. it's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, that's that is a good one. I was thinking like um, also like I mean, tastes like burning. The, tastes like burning. Yeah, the, I've never. Uh, it tastes like burning. Right or sleep. That's where I'm a Viking. Um, <laughs> I, I've is, never heard anyone. That's say a Ralph Wiggum line. I've or never heard anyone Ralph, say that. Ralph, you're on special teams. <laughs> I'm special. Right. Yeah. I have heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I choo choo choose you. Right. I mean the it's a heard, Valentine. It's a Valentine <laughs> that Ralph gives to Lisa, and it has a little train on it. It says I choo choo choose you. you. And these are not things that I've heard. We're you, gonna watch like a Ralph mishmash for our uh, emergent culture. We're just gonna there, have, we're gonna just like go. inundate Joey with a bunch of Simpsons references. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, there was something else I, I had like question wise, but I've forgotten what it was. So. Well, I, I have one question for you guys before I think we can go into uh, uh, emergent culture. Right. But what is like the episode that stands to you as like the best, or like maybe one or two episodes? Like which one like it sits with you? Maybe. Even it doesn't have to be the best, but like sits with you on a personal level. It really connects with you. I'm never, I'm never right in my answer for this, and I'm never happy with my answer be. for this. That's, yeah. um, because whenever, like, I just I cannot. The one that sticks with me a lot, and probably one that that comes to mind as as an episode across the board, either in bits and pieces, but also um, in you know as a whole, is the monorail episode. It, it, yes. Um, it might be like if we're looking for an episode that's kind of the truest representation of the form at a particular moment, um, I think the monorail episode, because it's like there are guests who are kind of doing self-parody. It's a musical, which is always like the musical episodes of The Simpsons. I mean, their, their streetcar episode is also phenomenal. It's a great Ned Flanders episode. Um, 
So I, I do think the monorail is kind of the one that speaks to me like the most, you know, like I'll make, re- I make references to that one like all the time. Well, and I think that that's, at least the last time I checked, it's widely regarded as like critically one of the best episodes. Like if you were to look up a list of like top 10 Simpsons right. episodes, monorail's got to be on there. Yeah. I'll yeah. I made, what did I make? I made a reference to it recently with something related to the, to, um, you know, the, Leonard Nimoy is sort of yes. appears and becomes the kind of like the yeah. one of the advocates for the monorail and and at the end of the episode he's like well I think my work here is done and Barney appears and he's like you didn't do anything and he's like didn't I and then he just sort of like disappears Star Trek style that's right and it's like I love that idea right so yeah. like from time to time someone will appear and I'm just like, you know and and just thought I think my work here is done. Um, Did you look it up, Joey? Or is yeah, it on there? Yeah, yeah. So Variety magazine has has twenty eight twenty eight must see messy episodes for the twenty eighth sure. season. Yeah, uh, Bart the Genius. Well, see, this is the thing where it's like where they name there was yeah. there's a there's a Simpsons it's, trivia game out there that you season, think season one episode two. If you were if you were a, a a regular watcher of the Simpsons, you're thinking like, oh, I can definitely do a Simpsons trivia game. And then I played this game, and like all of it. It was like obscure questions, and the only like signal you'd get to what episode it was was b- the title of the episode. Yeah, in this episode, right? Yeah, and right. it's not like it's always sunny where they give you the name of the episode at the beginning. Like right. they run it in the credits. So, like you don't know what the name of the episode is, and often the title of it doesn't like tell you what yeah. happens in the episode. So but. IGN says that the best one is Marge versus the monorail is the best episode. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that's, it's a great Marge it's, episode it's too because Marge, Marge being episode. like the kind of moral compass and the sort of like moral, you know, root for the city being like, no, we shouldn't do this. I mean, you know. Rosebud yeah. is number two. Well, see, <sighs> yeah. that one. So, but that's, so they're in. El- Cape Fear. Cape, the Cape Fear episode. Also yes. a musical oh, episode. Oh, so, okay, yes. So I was going <laughs> to... I've even heard of this episode. This is one that The I, Cape Fear one? Or yeah, the, the Cape Fear episode. Yeah, where, where Bart stalls for time because Sideshow Bob is trying to kill him by asking yeah. him to sing the entire musical score of the HMS Pinafore. It's so good. It's a, And Sideshow Bob, you know, one, right. of, the, one of those characters. Yeah. I mean, well, and there's so many characters. And yeah. I, here's the crazy thing. As someone who doesn't actively watch The Simpsons, I can still name like a bunch of characters from The Simpsons. Yeah. But I wonder now, like I, I guess it depends on the, your level of Simpsons fandom because there was a point at which only like three characters had died or something like that, right? Like like officially died, like n- have not come back, oh, right? Right, and it was like Bleeding Gums Murphy, right? Uh, Sideshow Bob, right? And I forget. Another one, but there were maybe there were only two. Well, I mean, is the, what's interesting because well, so Phil Hartman died, and so the characters right. that he voiced essentially just, just stopped gone. coming yeah. on the show because he did, there was there were no main characters right that he voiced. Um, but uh, I'm forgetting the name of the dang attorney right now. Uh, the lawyer. Uh, oh, I'm. Uh, oh man, what is his name? I can't think of it. I don't know. Well, so Troy McClure was one. Troy McClure. And he was, you know. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Troy but McClure, then, but, but um, I want to say it's Lyle something, but now uh, all I can think okay. of is Lyle Landley. But, but so anyway, yeah, you can, you can just, well, I'll say it later and you can Ma- edit uh, it in. But... Maude Flanders is apparently dead. I was going to say, yes, yeah, yeah. Maude Flanders. Ned Flanders' wife, Maude uh, right. Flanders. She died. She also died. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and that and was everyone amazing. else just stays the same age. Well, but <laughs> forever. But I also remember the two-part mystery series, which is Who Killed Mr. Burns. Yeah. Which was like a big event because it was like it left you with a cliffhanger, and then right. when you find out 
who it was allegedly. And I think among fans, that's a sort of like some folks would say that's a jump the shark moment. Like yeah. that, that the show when they when they they kind of got so full of themselves yeah. that they did this big cliffhanger two part, and it wasn't just two parts. Remember, it wasn't like you know f- tune in next week. They ended a season on the cliffhanger right. of wow. who killed Mr. Burns. Yeah, tune into the first episode. You're going to find out. And then it was one of these where, you know, you tune in and it was Maggie that killed Mr. Burns. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And it made no dang sense. (laughs) And it was never supposed to make any sense. And it's just this sort of like, ha ha, fooled you kind of thing. And the fans were all like, you guys are above that. You're supposed to be above this kind of, you know, like sort of just sort of make a, a spectacle for the sake of making a spectacle. And yeah. so, yeah, and and I know I I have to know kind of when when that ha- when those two episodes were, yeah. but I, that was a kind of a point at which I stopped kind of I wasn't fully engaged with the show at that point. Anyway. The one, the other thing that I want to get in here because uh, is um, and I can't remember the episode, but uh, all the allusions to other forms like uh, like we said like Cape Fear. Uh, Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. Doctor Zeus, the musical. God, yes, <laughs> Doctor Zeus, Doctor Zeus, yeah, yep. so good. Yeah. Um, also, there's like you know the Graduate, like the ending of the Graduate. Oh, yeah. Or was that? Am I thinking of the, they, no? They, yeah, oh, with, it's also yeah. They do the Graduate. That's hilarious. Yeah, they do. Well, because uh, <laughs> it's it's um, uh, uh, Abe Simpson, Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> Um, and I can't remember exactly what draw, you know what forces him to like you know, but he he does run to a church, you yeah, know, and bangs on the Mrs. Boobier, like, yeah, <laughs> the whole banging on the glass, yeah, that's right, scene from the Graduate, uh, all sorts of fun side characters, yeah, Chief Wiggum, most underrated, Cletus the slack jawed yokel, no problem. Uh, I like the 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 janitor. Oh, uh, the Scottish uh, janitor. Yeah, uh, uh, Willie. Uh, Willie. Ground, groundskeeper, groundskeeper Willie. Willie. Yeah, I like groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> there was a really good groundskeeper Willie episode too, and um, I can't. And there's a, probably a lot. Quite remember, but there was one that was specifically focused on him, um, and it's it's great. That's the thing about the Simpsons universe is that you can there's get writers so much. that just well, so much so much uh, possibility. And I, and I hate to bring it up, um, especially since I, you know, I mean, I know we've got an agenda here, but. Uh, and by which I mean a sort of a list of things, not a political agenda. Um, <laughs> or do we? Well, do we? but we have not yet talked about, you know, kind of like what does this mean? Because I, certainly now there are things that, you know, when I watched when I was 22, uh. Uh, and I don't think it's as much, it's about me, but it's also about society and culture where, you know, like, Last when I watched a couple episodes recently, they were heavy Apu episodes. Yes, and I mean it was the and but also I mean to a certain extent you know um, even uh, uh, groundskeeper Willie right I mean this sort of thick stereotype of a person True. from a place uh, where and of course this whole what's the problem with Apu um, or the problem with Apu kind of uh, interesting introspection among fans and the creators of the show and Hank Azaria, the guy who voices Apu, um, has been an interesting moment. So the point is like, you know, watching those episodes now being like, Ugh, like, you know, kind of tugging at my collar and being like, I'm suddenly very uncomfortable Actually, like, watching this, yeah. but I know I w- either at least, you know, didn't find it offensive and at most laughed at, you know, these kind of rank stereotypes at the time. Well, um, I, I think just society, you know, evolves and changes. And I think that that's kind of something that is maybe coming to our attention more so now than it yeah. was back then. And I mean, once it's brought to your attention, I think, and you kind of understand the implications of it, it, it changes your opinion on things. But it doesn't right. mean that at the time you didn't find it funnier, that it was necessarily like 
I, maybe it was in poor taste at the time, but it's still it's only in poor taste because it's being looked at like back on. But at the time, it probably was not thought so. Right. right. I mean, I think yeah. as somebody who studies history, I'm perfectly comfortable with the idea that you know the norms of a culture change over time, um, and that and that doesn't forgive a culture for being you know being racist. It's like, well, it was okay to do then, so we shouldn't yeah. you know look back at it negatively now. But um, and it's interesting because I, I mean, The Simpsons, their essentially their response to a lot of this um, uh, uh, sort of. You know, looking at some of these characters and and how they were written and 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 uh, you know capitalizing on some of these stereotypes, their response was to do an episode where it was kind of like get over it, basically, as I understand yeah. it, um, or like kind of you know basically excusing it as being you know well it was okay at the time and you know people so we don't really have anything to apologize for, which is their right and certainly they you know the one way to kind of handle it. Um, then Hank Azaria went on. Uh, was it the Jimmy was a panel or was it on a show? Well, yeah, I it was I, like a, well, yeah. I, what I saw was him on like a like an evening like an evening late night talk show, and it was okay. you know Jimmy Kimmel or something like that, and he was saying that you know I, um, he gave a much more satisfactory response, which was basically like, I don't want to excuse what we did, I don't want to excuse the character that I voiced. Um, I think that the part of the problem was you know not so much that we did that character, but that we did that character without anybody of South Asian descent in yeah. the room and so yeah. you know what i mean like the difference um and he he, he volunteered the position he'd be like i'd be happy to give it up right you know what yeah I mean? exactly like, like it uh, you know i think we should get you know get a more diverse writer's room mm -hmm. and to the extent that we think any characters are not well represented in the writer's room then you know we we could do do away with those characters it's just not worth kind of like clinging to apu as like the you know i mean right so yeah. But I just, I, it's, it has been interesting because, you know, I have definitely been thinking about and, and you know, as I've been, I mean, and, and I think it's worthwhile, I've been revisiting some of these episodes, you know, some some of the Simpsons more recently because I've been, you know, spending some of my evenings watching those shows and, you know, scenes with Groundskeeper Willie or si scenes with Apu or, uh, you know, or anybody in Apu's family. And there are much lesser characters who are, frankly, even more gross stereotypes of mm -hmm. Asian people um, and, and so it's, it is interesting. Well, and of course, you know, the, I mean, but then like, where do you draw the line? Because there's also the, the B guy who oh, yeah, is, the you know, Mexican from like basically, B, right? yeah, yeah, he's from like the Spanish speaking network and that's yeah. why he's always in the B suit. And it's like, is that so ridiculous that it's, you know, and because they're kind of made, it's a parody of TV rather than a parody of a, a culture, culture. Yeah. it makes it somehow more okay. So it's just been interesting. And I won't say I'd never thought about that stuff before, mm -hmm. um, but I certainly wasn't al alarmed to the degree, you know, because so much of the uh, humor surrounding Apu in particular is targeted, is, is sort of right around where he's supposed to be from, what his culture is supposed to be. And so it's re it's it's been really interesting to kind of revisit some of that stuff and you know and kind of reflect on it a little bit. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Should we do some? Uh, you want to do some uh, some um, emergent culture? We'll do, we'll do some emergent culture. And then we'll be right back. All right. back so we have just watched a trailer for season 30 of the simpsons three zero yeah wow that's a lot of seasons and it looks like they were playing on an old uh trope from the simpsons 
Moe's, yeah. uh, when, when Bart is phoning in pranks to Moe's bar. That's got to be one of the earliest, like, most, like, recurring. Yeah. Recurring. Yeah. But, you know, but this one, the twist is that it's, uh. It's set back in, like, what? The medieval, medieval times. Yeah. Would it be medieval? I'm not quite sure. Or, Somewhere in there. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, uh, uh. Definitely an old old English. Who's Bart's friend? What's his name? Um, Millhouse. Mil- Millhouse is like a uh, orc. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like a goblin. So it was some yeah. sort of fantasy land. Well, and I think it's probably like riffing on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which. So. Yeah. Hey, I forgot to mention this, by the way. So The Simpsons, obviously, uh, uh, you know, created by Matt Groening, but he's from um, Oregon. Okay. Right. And the University of Oregon has like a little Simpsons tour you can do. Really? So yeah. so Moe's Pub is actually called, oh gosh, I know exactly where it is and I'm going to blank on the name, but we've been in there before. Um, it's kind of, it's fun. It was fun. It's like near the university. And then uh, Jeb- Jebediah Springfield, the statue is actually right outside the journalism school at the University of Oregon. Oh. So shout out to my Oregon people for being in Simpsons land. All right. Yeah, and, and actually, a lot of the characters' names come from uh, streets in Portland. Interesting. So you can drive down one Portland, and it's like, you know, it's like Flanders, Wigum. All the cross streets are Simpsons characters. Oh, that's funny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, season... Other other places, it's uh, the presidents, and in Portland, yeah. it's exactly Simpsons. That's 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 really fitting. <laughs> it is. So yeah, season yeah. thirty looked fine. It was there was a joke. I mean, there was a joke. It was yeah. just one scene. It was it very short. It was like twenty well, seconds. I mean, I, if I, so, this, yeah. it, it, if I may, yeah. it is exactly what, uh, kind of where I start to kind of leave this show, right? Because it's like, it's it's making you know, it's kind of poking fun at what appears to be poking fun at Game of Thrones, which has been out a little while. So the so the sort of social satire is a little bit stale to me there, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where, you know, like it was amazing because of the way that South Park's process works. They can make fun of stuff like within a week or two of it happening because yeah. they throw the episodes together really fast. Simpsons can't do that. They put together a whole episode. So they kind of have to guess a little bit about what they're making fun of. So that and then I said to you, like, which this is this is if there's anything that like outs me as being like, you know, a truly like, you know, way over analyzing it fan <laughs> is the you know that like i felt like the the ending scene of the pr- of the of the little promo i was like well that could have been a little funnier if a certain thing had happened yeah, yeah. which you know what i mean like so that's where like maybe i have jumped the shark <laughs> as, yeah, as concerns the simpsons <laughs> rather than the show you know the problem is me not the show the problem is the fans not not the you know the the producers well uh well maybe the fans hold... can let us know yeah well hold on you don't want to go out uh you know on that note <laughs> belittling yeah, an just... entire fan base <laughs> I mean, come on if, if they lasted this far into the episode you're not gonna want to be there like well, now we, that we, we survived this casual conversation uh right. fans are terrible yeah we, we also allow me to make the following sweeping statements. Well, I guess we can finish with it. We also did watch a short uh, 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 Ralph Wiggum compilation, like best, super best of. Yeah. 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 And, uh, What'd you think of that, Joey? It was pretty funny. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like Ralph is kind of a sad character. Ralph is a sad, sad character. Yeah, yeah. but you know, funny, sad. He is funny. Yeah. I really, I think the funniest one. Well, there are two that really stood out to me, and I think I like visual gags a lot. Was okay. um, the one where like all the people are trying out for the football team and throwing their footballs to Flanders and then like a basketball rolls by Flanders and he's like, Ralph, that's a basketball. Ralph, that's a basketball. And the other one was when uh, when Bart and the bully, um, um, who's the bully? 
Oh, Nelson. Uh, Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Bart and Nelson like roll an orange and an apple down like this thing. And they're like to race them, and then yeah, Ralph the puts down a banana, school. and he's like, "Roll!" or he's like, "Go, go yeah. orange, go go apple." And Ralph goes, "Go banana!" But it's <laughs> and it's quintessential Ralph, so he's like, "Go banana!" He's so <laughs> like, he's so excited about it. So. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, but I am all still enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So. Good old Ralph. I think we've all got a little bit of Ralph in us. Oh, yeah. We do. For sure. We do. Hey. Uh, well, hey, Professor Patrick File, thanks for joining us on the program. Yeah, thanks it's for been being an on. absolute pleasure. This has been great having you, man. Yeah. We're finally, we're glad we finally got you uh, in the studio. We always, yeah. every every time we start and end recording, we always walk by your office and, like, bother you. Yeah, that's Some... true. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't even <laughs> actually have to listen to the episodes because <laughs> I can just sort of get the recap from I, you guys I feel like immediately our, after you record. Our journey between the recording studio and your office, like, both to and from we annoy at least three or four people on our way could be yeah. although there are fewer people around now yeah now it's only summer. patrick without yeah. fail you annoy me so. exactly yes. <laughs> yes yes you do annoy me so, so well hey uh, yeah. it's been great so next week next week uh we are gonna do we're gonna return to movies we're gonna recommend okay. some movies we haven't recommended movies to each other in a while i feel it, like it just feels like it's been too long yeah. so we're gonna go back um so we've decided to go uh with a specific type of movie for next week we're going to be doing movies with a twist. Movies with a twist. A twist ending, a twist something. We got a twist in them. And I, you know, I got to say before I give my, my recommendation, I was really torn between two, but okay. we can, we'll certainly talk about one, but there's one that I believe you've even mentioned this on one of the podcast episodes that you have not yet seen, right. the, the Usual Suspects. I have not. I've not seen The Usual Suspects. So I am going to recommend to you The Usual Suspects, All Joey. Right. Uh, and I'm going to recommend to you, and I only, I'm only recommending this because I've, it's, it's on Netflix right now, and like I, it keeps popping up in my recommended, and I keep thinking about it. Uh, Lucky Number Slevin. Maybe the worst title for a movie ever. <laughs> But uh, Bruce Willis is in it. So it's a great movie. I think it's it's got a fun twist. It's one of those where you like you finish it and you're like, oh my god, I have to like rewatch that and like see all of those points where like this twist was clearly there, but I just didn't. It, it all it wraps up really nicely. I don't think I've seen it, and it sounds like though a movie that I've heard of that is one of these that suffers from like good movie bad title problem. Lucky Number Eleven is the worst. That it's like people like yeah. literally it hurt the box office and the overall like yeah. impact of the movie because people yes. didn't go see it because it's such a bad title. Yeah. So exactly. usual suspects for me. Lucky yep. number 11 for you. All right. Sounds good. Right. Um, well, yeah, you can, of course, find us on all the social media. The Facebook page uh, tends to be the most active, and yes. there are some uh, now photo albums up uh, from past episodes, et cetera, et cetera. So be sure to like that. Uh, follow us there. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you can also support the podcast on Patreon. Yes, Patreon, where you can hear our discussion with Patrick earlier today about uh, People versus OJ. Uh, a uh, TV series. You got juiced, yeah, Joey. Got juiced. It's really a conversation about you got juiced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then uh, you can email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Our theme song is Finder by People With Bodies. Yep, and this has been Residual Culture. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. And we'll see you next week. Get into it. Optimism past.